When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, paging Will Hill. We got a nine o'clock tip, game four, <laughs> NBA finals coming up tonight as we welcome. I mean, could we get 8 30? Michael Lombardi, of course, there. I'm Patrick Maher here. We welcome you on a Friday. It is, it's too late. Now, you and I, I'm. I'm early to bed. No, excuse me. Early to bed, early to rise. So even out here, the six o'clock tip, but nine o'clock tip on your side, that's rough. It is, you know, and it, it stretches to nine ten. You know, the ball, the ball doesn't get thrown up at nine o'clock. It's like, you know, you go to a concert and you're waiting to hear the, you know, and all of a sudden the concert says it started eight and the, and <laughs> the act still hasn't got out there at nine twenty. You know, like what's going on here? Uh. So it is what it is. We'll deal with it and we'll move forward and see what, how it goes tonight. I mean, Look, it's, uh, this is the pivotal game. I mean, this is the game that's going to decide whether we go seven or whether this thing ends early. I mean, this is the moment, and the moment is all on the Warriors. And it looks like, you know, we haven't heard too much about, about Seth. I can't believe he's 100%. I would have a hard time thinking that. And I think it's going to be a real challenge tonight for the Warriors to bounce back. I, I like the fact, Patrick, yep. that at least some people are saying – that Draymond better start playing better. <laughs> well, well, I came up with four questions that we're going to go through. Uh, we're going to go through with a fine tooth comb. And the, the Draymond conundrum is one of them. Actually, Elliot's pulled some sound from Draymond. We're going to play that in just a little bit. There's a lot of story lines that surround game four as we head into it. Open three and a half, Michael. It's up to four. The 215 and a half opener. Now it opened differently as far as the total down. So it's been bet down. You know, the percentages over at BetMGM, John Ewing sent them over. We're 72% of the bets and 81% of the handle on the Celtics. So that Celtic train is picking up momentum as the percentages were pointing one through three to the Warriors. But we're starting to see the Celtics pick up momentum in the betting market as well. I, I think the way they played the game, right? I think the way they played the game, I, I think ultimately last time where they attacked the rim, they were aggressive going to the paint, weren't settling for all the threes, even though, you know, in the first half they shot 50%. You know, they ended up for the game, they shot 31% from the three-point line. It was Marcus Smart, it was Jalen Brown, it was sometimes Tatum driving to the rim and not feeling like they're going to get threatened by rim protection and getting two points and keeping themselves from, even though they had that extended run in the third quarter, kind of falling prey to a bad shooting three-point team. So, for me, I mean, you know, you just keep breaking this down in the simplistic terms. Boston's defense has dominated. I mean, they are, you know, dominating in points per possession, in e-field goal percentage, and they have shifted all those numbers where Golden State was good on offense to where they're not as good now. You know, they're 17th in points per possession in this series. They're fourth in e-field goal percentage. In the league, they were better. 
Can we throw up that game board for Michael there, Elliot? I want to take a look. So the Warriors plus 145, that's up a dime from game three. Michael Lombardi plus 135. You've been talking about this, so I did some research today, this morning. You mentioned if you like the Warriors, go ahead and grab the money line. And if you like the Celtics, go ahead and lay it, right? Lay the four. So average margin of victory, conference finals, and the three games in the finals. Now, again, 13 points. So I went back through, of course, the Heat and Celtics, and then I went through Dallas and the Warriors, and then the first three games of the finals. Average margin of victory, 13 points. Now, there were a couple of dogs that won, so that me I misrepresented it yesterday by saying all of them were insignificant, but you get the point. The winner's generally right. winning by double, doubles here, right. so that's your point yesterday. I think what I was trying to say, and maybe I didn't do it clearly enough, but whoever you like, whether you like the dog or you like the favorite, right? If you like the dog, take the points because you're going to cover. And if the dog wins, the dog's obviously going to cover because the dog isn't going to cover and lose. That's the difference, right? He's not going to, you know, for a better, all you need to do is cover. You don't care if you win, as long as you cover. (laughs) But in this series, the dog has covered and won. Well, so that's that's what makes it so good. To your point, I mean, favorites are 52 and 38 in the post. Excuse me, 52 and 38 in the postseason. That's almost 60 percent, a little over 58 percent. And just straight up, if you're betting a favorite, there's 62 and 28. So 69 percent straight up, almost 70. The unders 55 and 35 cashing at a 61 percent. What you laid it out perfectly. That's no need to belabor it. But this is interesting for the Warriors because you mentioned this is a gut check time. This is desperation time. They haven't been good on the road. They're 20 and 28 uh, ATS on the road this year. This postseason, they're two and six ATS this postseason. So they just haven't been not this postseason, but you understand what I'm saying. They haven't been a tremendous road team. They've been great there at home at the Chase Center. Haven't been great on the road. That being the Warriors. And this is the moment, right? So they, you know, when they had when they had Dallas on the ropes in Dallas, you know, in game four, they just basically retreated and said, okay, we'll take care of them at home. And they did. This is one they have to have because there's no really turning back now. You know, either mm-hmm. you can't go back to Golden State and play it at, at the at home and think you're going to overcome a three one deficit. That's going to be a real challenge against a team we know Boston is so damn good at bouncing back after losses. Tremendous stat. This is it. This is the moment of truth right here. I mean, I I don't see, I don't see, you know, they they have to do everything and make every adjustment, shorten their bench, and they got to pray that Seth is healthy. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Can we throw up that stat again? I want to show Michael. The previous 39 times teams have split the first two games of the NBA Finals. Game three winner goes on to win 82% of the time. Obviously, game, game three winner was and were the Boston Celtics 116-100, easily covered into three and a half in game three. You brought up, I'm going to get to the keys, okay? So you brought up Draymond. Let's go ahead and hear from Draymond because I actually thought, Michael, you can correct me if you think differently. I thought Draymond was the key to the Warriors' victory in game two. That's why he presents such a conundrum because there's some dissonance with him where he was so involved early, but he didn't go over the edge in game two, and he was more efficient in game two where he kind of controlled the tone. In game three, specifically when it started the spiral for the Warriors, he just became reckless. So he's yeah. – let's go ahead and roll Draymond and see what he had to say. Well, that's who I am, you know. Um, I'm always going to do whatever I can for my teammates. I think uh, – that's just my MO. That's who I've always been. Um, in saying that, that that doesn't excuse my play, you know, and how poorly I played last night. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'll continue to be that guy no matter what. Um, you know, I try not to get caught up in all the stuff that happens around me or or that, for that matter. But, um, yeah, I I've always been that guy, and that won't change now. Okay. In the series, 15 points, 15 fouls, six turnovers, one tech, zero three-pointers made, and they're leaving them alone. Uh, and five points per game, a little over six rebounds, five assists. He's been bad, although, like I said, it's weird with Draymond because I thought he controlled the tempo in game two for the Warriors and set it. I think the only thing as a Warrior fan that you could feel comfortable about is he had, he knows he's played poorly. He's yep. got to ch- raise his level of play. But I think he's tried to do that, and I don't think he's been it's been able to do it. I think this is a hard matchup for him. I think the length of Boston 
inside bothers him. And, and, and there's really no way that he can create a situation where he gets an advantage in all the switches that they do. He ends up being on somebody he can't keep in front of him. And so it's a tough matchup. I mean, look, the last 10 games these two teams have played, the, the Warriors are 2-8 and eight against the Celtics. Now, I understand there's a lot of guys have missed and all that. So, But, I mean, that, the last three, we've seen it. They're 2-7 and seven against the spread. This is a hard matchup for the Warriors. There's no denying it. And they need Seth to play their best. I don't know if, if, if there is a best play in Draymond right now. I don't know if he has that part of his game that he can do that. And that brings us to question number one, and that's Steph's health. You nailed it. His, by the way, his point total as far as a prop tonight set at 29 and a half. I expect Marcus Smart to be in his shorts, right? Don't you? To be very physical with him, set the tone with Steph. If that ankle is foot sprain, I guess we're calling it, is barking at all, he is confirmed to play. He's everything. He has to be Superman no for this team to win. No doubt. And I, and I think if he's confirmed to play already, then it must not be as bad as he thought it was after the game. Yeah, so let's gonna assume play. he's 100%. And we're not seeing that line move anywhere towards Boston, which to me would indicate he's not playing. So to me, I think we have to go into this game as betters and assume that Steph's 100% healthy. That let's not talk about the injury anymore. Like he's, he's fine. And then handicap the game knowing that. And I think what you said to start this question off, Patrick, is so right. You got to take the game to them, but you you got to play physical with them on defense. But really, where you got to take the game to them is offensively. Now, I think that you know that you know he got in some foul trouble, some ticky tack fouls on him in the last game, right? You know, I mean, I thought White did a great flop job on that one foul, mm -hmm. but the reality of it is, is you got to try to go after him. And if he's going to guard Al Horford in the low post, you got to get the ball to him. There's a tough. I mean, they're trying to hide him everywhere they can, and. When you get him out there in the perimeter, you got to go by him. You got to you got to attack him offensively, to wear him down. Off, to attack him defensively to wear him down offensively. I've got two more questions. When we come back, I'm going to pose to you as far as a game four and what needs to happen quickly on Draymond. You're in a front office or your Kerr. How do you approach him? Because it's, you know, it's it's almost like. You got in bed with this situation. You got to ride it out. And he is right. such a dominant personality. It's tough to manage. I think what you, I think at least he broke the wall down. He's admitted he didn't play Fair. well. And for a coach, that's half the battle. That's three quarters of the battle. I think if I were Steve Kerr, I said, Draymond, we need your aggressiveness. We need your aggressiveness. We need it in a controlled fashion. You've got to play controlled aggressively. And I think you haven't been able to do that. And you've gotten out of control, which has affected your game. I think that's the conversation. And show video to demonstrate what you're talking about. Players visualize better than when you talk to them. Four, 214, 214 and a half. And you can bet it at BetMGM. It has all your favorite wagering options, in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on his strip here and bring that state-issued ID. You're going to be ready to bet within minutes. You can't beat it. I got a bunch of specials up right now as well, as I mentioned. 21 years or older, 1-800-522-4700 if you have a gambling issue. We got more questions as far as game four next here at Lombardi Line. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 
6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my day. That's my day. <laughs> <laughs> to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, Jeff Siegel, a VSEN contributor over at ExpressBet, he came right here on the Lombardi line and picked the winning Preakness pick. In fact, I think he had the try. So you can now get $25 free to bet and follow him in Saturday's Belmont Stakes. All you have to do is sign up for FirstBet, the preferred horse racing app of VSEN. Go to vcin.com slash horses for details on this exclusive offer for vcin fans. That's vsin.com slash horses. Use the promo code LV Belmont. That's LV Belmont. Quickly, Michael, the updated Michael Lombardi there, of course, I'm Patrick Maher. This is the Lombardi line. Got game four coming up tonight. Adjusted series price. Got to lay 240 to win a dollar on the Celtics. Coming back the other way, plus 200. I wanted to throw something at you as far as the NBA Finals MVP and just ask you a question here. So you and I both agree. I like your play, Marcus Smart. I know JVT's been riding um, Jalen Brown as well. Tatum's way too short at almost even money. I think you and I would both agree with that. But how about Steph Curry? Now, just one time has an NBA Finals MVP come off the losing team. It was actually the inaugural year back in 69 with Jerry West and the Lakers. Now, LeBron would have won it, Michael, in 15. Remember, they came back to win the championship. He won the NBA Finals, but he was going to win it on the losing team most likely. So probably two times in, you know, I don't know, 50-plus years. But Steph Curry, a little over 2-1, to one, he's been by far and away the best player in the series. There's something to this, no? No doubt. However, if this thing goes five or six, Fair. you can't give it to Steph Curry. Got to go seven. The only way, if you're betting Steph Curry to win the MVP, is you think this is going seven games. You think the Warriors are going to – it's going to be a close game and it's just going to fall a little short to me. That that would be my recommendation. Sure. I, I, if it's a five-game series, you can't give it to a guy on the other team. It's just not there. And, look, he is the best player, but he's trying to carry a bunch of guys that, frankly – are not suited to play against the, the, the Celtics. The, the Celtics have done a nice job, credit Danny Ainge, before he left a year off, to, that he has built this team around a, a, a certain element. That it, And even if Robert Williams was healthy, I think they would be a better team because they can play defense. I mean, they can play defense. And when you can play defense, what we said in February on this show and in March, it gives you all the chances in the world, you know. I was talking to, uh, you know, Eric Musselman the other day, and we were talking about how's it going with all his transfers and all that. He said, look, we're going to be great on defense. I don't know what we're going to be like on offense. And, you know, I said, well, that's how you've gotten to the Elite Eight the last few years. You've played great defense. I mean, you know, I mean, putting the ball in the basket for Arkansas, Note took 77 shots to get 20 points. I mean, it's hard. But why is it so important? Because you can control the game when you can play great defense. Warriors can't get control of this game unless they shoot really well because they can't keep the Celtics in front of them. They can't guard well enough to control the game. And that's next up as far as my questions, Michael. Golden State's defense. And by the way, you know Moss and Udoku, and I call him Udoku, Udoka. You know they'd rather start with that foundation of good defense and add offense as you go. I know it sounds crazy in a scorer's game these days, but 
think about this defense's performance, which wasn't there in game three, 122 defensive rating for the Warriors. That's not good in game three, 52 points. They gave up in the paint, 17 points off turnovers, 15 offensive boards, 22 second chance points. The defense is what let the Warriors down. So my, my, I'm, I'm guessing they're going to go more Kayvon Looney who played just 17 minutes in game three, but that hot start by the Celtics forced Kerr's hand to take him out because you get stuck there with the big and the Warriors. If you get caught down big, as far as how the, how the Celtics jumped out so hot in game three, you know, here's the anomaly of the series. When you go through the NBA numbers, this is going to be hard to believe, but the Warriors were the best team in the national basketball association at rim protection. Okay. That's where they, they were really good at rim protection. And that hasn't been the case where they were bad during the regular season in the NBA was the short game, the medium game, pull up jumpers inside the arc, inside the three point line. They were 30th in that category. But if you went to the rim, they could protect it. They're not doing that in this series. Boston is attacking what they thought was the strength and turning it into their strength. Well, you brought up the X factor for the Celtics, and that is. Robert Williams, who was stellar with the four blocks in game three. The question I have for you is, with that knee inflammation on short rest, can we expect the same bounce from Robert Williams? If not, the Warriors are looking at a good opportunity here. Yeah, they are. And I think, you know, I watched him labor up and down the court. I'm sure, you know, he's got a lot of swelling. You know, I don't know if they if they're draining his knee because of the swelling or if he's just got a it's a pain tolerance thing. It seems like a pain tolerance thing. He's got to fight through. But what 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 I think happens is with with Williams on the auxiliary, right? The 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 Celtics get in trouble when they turn the ball over. Because it, why? It doesn't allow them to do what they do best, which is they are the best half-court defense in the NBA. They're the best half-court defense in the NBA, and the Warriors are the 12th 12th best offense at half-court in the NBA. So when you turn this ball over, you allow your opponent to play an open-court game, and it hurts you. You can't set your defense. And I think that's the biggest thing, Williams or no Williams, is it really comes down to smart can't keep turning the ball over five times a game or as many times he did. If they protect the basketball, think about this, Patrick. They've turned it over way too much, and they're still up up (laughs) 2-1. I know they, they, they did. They cut, I think they had 12 and three in game three. So they cut down in game three, but you're hundred percent, right? They get sloppy. Here's my problem with Boston. And we've talked about them after win, if they're losses, but after wins, they're just seven and seven straight up in ATS. So there is, there is this letdown and, and specifically they've scored much less after wins. I don't know what that is. They get ahead of themselves, but the Celtics have played poorly, frankly, after wins in this postseason. It's so funny, too, because, you know, when the formula's there, you, you know, you would think they would, they're going to come into this game and be very aggressive. Now, I think also, too, why – I think how is this game going to get called? You know, how is it going to be called? Like, I have felt like from the beginning that, that this game hasn't really been – they've let the players play. Tonight we have Sam Haddad, Eric Lewis, and Kane Fitzgerald. You know, I don't know what that means. I just read those names off. I have no idea what it means. But to me, how they call the game early, I think it's going to go a long way. If Horford gets in foul trouble because of Williams's injury, I think we saw that in, in the game, the second game in out in Golden State. I mean, it right. gets problems. We saw it with the Warriors in game three. Curry got in foul trouble. That, there's so much of that first quarter. I think as a better, we have to really take that data in and see where it's going to go. The Celtics played poorly in game two after the big, after the big win and off the big win in game one at the Chase Center, where previously the Warriors were 9-0, and straight up in the postseason, 7-2 ATS. I bring, it brings me to this, and I wrote this down to ask you, do the Warriors, based on what you've seen through three games, do the Warriors need the Celtics to play badly to win? Does that make sense how I'm I'm phrasing this? I think they do. I think they need them to settle for threes, have a bad shooting day, and turn the ball over. Mm -hmm. And that's that's. I I think that's the formula. That's it. Turn it over so we don't have to get so they can't set their defense in a half court set because they're they clamp us down when they do that. A little bit more of a space game. We can control the space, right? We can control the points per possession. And if we do that, we got a chance. But when we let them set their defense and we give that away to them, then it becomes a real problem for us. I, I think that's, you know, I think they're just more talented. That's what I'm saying. I, now, I'm not saying Golden State can't win. They're longer. Boston's longer. They're more athletic. They're more physical. They have more answers, too. That's the other question. That's the other 
real most important thing in playoff series, whether it's football or basketball, who has more answers? Who can be divergent in their adjustments? Who can make those adjustments? You know, Odoka, he's got he's got a thousand things he can get to. Kerr doesn't. Kerr's scrapping. He's trying to he's 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 reaching for an answer he doesn't have. Look, his only size answer, and what I mean by that is bringing in some rim protection, is Kayvon Looney. I mean, that's it, pretty much. I mean, that's really who's been effective. But then in he the loses post- a score. Then he loses right. a score. And they cheat, you know, and with Draymond not scoring, then he's out there. And, you know, we, we know Clay's got to be hot. Clay's, Clay had his best game and they got beat. I know. I know. I, I mean, know. the bur- that, that's his problem. You know, maybe this, is, this is, will shed a different light on Weissman. Will they see him in a different light after watching this series? Who's MIA? So that brings me back to one of our original questions. And, you know, this is going to bother some people. Remember the Celtics fans with the profanity? The, it's Draymond. They need Draymond. They do. And they, they, need, need, they, they need him to cut down on the turnovers and be so reckless with those whip passes. But they need him to be their anchor. And he just was a And disaster. he's got to make a few shots. He does. He can't sit in the co- he's got to do something offensively to at least space the court. Right now, you don't have to guard Looney and you don't have to guard Draymond. And we said that this was before the series started. What Absolutely. did I say? Somebody in the league told me, look, if you can cheat on those two guys and get away with it, it's going to be hard for them to score. Oh, they're leaving and Draymond somebody alone. Else in the league, they're leaving somebody alone. else in the league. Yeah, somebody else in the league called me up and said, well, that's everybody's game plan against them. Yeah, well, it works. It's going to work. Yeah. No, your sources are correct. They're completely leaving them alone. It's weird, too, because Michigan State, I understand shorter three. But when Draymond came into the league, I, this will surprise some kids. He was a very good three-point shooter. He just can't hit yeah. shots anymore. He's not an I offensive don't think, weapon. I don't see the juice in his lower body anymore, Patrick. You know? Yeah, I, I, it doesn't look like the same guy to me. I mean, he was like a point forward. He absolutely was a point forward, and now he's just a point of contention. But it's and by the way, if you thought there was some swearing and some and that crowd was crazy in Game Three, what do you think Boston is going to be in Game Four? It is going to be crazy on a Friday night. We're back with NFL news. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Summer special, and it's hot. 110 today, Michael Lombardi. It's a summer special. 39 bucks. You get everything VSEN has to offer from now until the end of July. Next few months are going to be hot and crazy, so let us take care of you. That's kind of the way I like to put it. Adam Burke with the daily baseball bets. JVT through the finals in the NBA. Annie McNeil, Stanley Cup playoff. Shot to the Lightning with two late goals to cover the puck line. We'll also have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, NASCAR. And really, this is what I like to say. We talked about Point Spread Weekly, which drops every Wednesday. The amount of information, if you're a new better in Point Spread Weekly, you'll get up to speed quickly and become a more sophisticated better. That's included in this. That should be 39 bucks or, yeah, decent.com slash summer. $39. Michael Lombardi, what's going on there in Ocean City on this beautiful what is it? June 10th before, I mean, you got plenty of time before, the, before the tip. So what are you going to do well, today? Yeah. Well, I think I'm going to go outside, make some pizza. I got the pizza oven going today. Going to, you know, been working on that. Uh, I'm going to make some pizza, cook a little steak, you know, have, you. have some people, people over, you know, it's good. The weather's incredible. I mean, it's really, really nice. It's summertime here. Might as well enjoy it. If not now, when Patrick, that, that's we got to handle I keep it, trying right? to figure out. That's what I keep if trying not to figure when. out. So, you know, we're going to, we're going to do it. And especially when you get these kind of days, which are, you know, before you get to the brutal heat of the summer, as you're in the middle of, I mean, I trust me, I know the weather. I get a, I got to have a weatherman out there in, in Las Vegas who reminds me every day when he jumps in the pool at seven 30, you met that weatherman. <laughs> I'm guessing you know Dom and I'm guessing Dom and Mikey literally were in the pool today, two hours ago. I mean, it is, yeah. I, walked well, they in. Do, I think they do. Please. They do everything before 10 o'clock. Oh, you I think can't. they do everything before you 10 can't o'clock. Be out. I walked in today at eight 45 and it was uh, 97 degrees. 8.45 a.m. Yeah. And by the way, people were smoking like ch- chimneys and drinking at 8.45. Where are we and that on Starbuck this planet? Was pa- and the Starbucks, Starbucks was packed, was right? It, it literally around the line, uh, around the building. So how about good news as far as the NFL? We'll discuss this a little bit. Hunter Renfro got paid, and he deserved it. For all the disastrous right. work that was done with the front office here in Las Vegas and the head coach, we won't get into it. 
you know, the fifth rounder out of Clemson, he's paid off two years, 32 million, 21 guaranteed. He caught 103 passes. I did not realize the 103 receptions from Hunter Renfro were just one behind the Raiders record in Tim Brown in 97. But he, with that compliment inside to the outside with uh, Adams and of course, Waller, Renfro deserved this. No doubt. He deserved it. But let me say this. What I don't think people realize is Hunter Renfro, and I've been on this kick lately so much so that I've been talking about it quite a bit. Hunter Renfro last year was the number one receiver in targets and catches. So he only had, think about this, he only had 128 targets last year. He had 103 catches. That's remarkable. That is absolutely remarkable that he's able to do it. And and he had 51 first downs. So let's put that in perspective. Cooper Cup, over his first four years of the league, averaged 40 first downs. Okay? Mm-hmm. Last year, he had 81, 82 first downs on catches. Remarkable. He just exploded on third down. Hunter Renfro last year had, 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 had 51 first downs in, in, in a season. 51. Of his 103 catches, 51 moved the chains. So that's remarkable. So the guy was going to get paid. There was no doubt about it. And he was the number one receiver in all of football in terms of percentage of throws, targets, to catches. That tells you a lot. Tells you he catches the ball, he catches it in a crowd. I think because of Waller's health and Adams on the outside – I think if I'm a fantasy player, I'm going to take a, a, a huge, you know, I'm going to put a lot into uh, Renfro because he's going to keep putting these numbers up because Cars, he's dependable. You know, he's very good at it. He only had two drops all of last year. He's only had eight drops in his entire career. And uh, you can't say it, so I will. I, I would also like that offense because I like the offensive system a little bit more this year as well. And bo- so, well, basically- I mean, it's th- so think Julian Edelman, right? I mean, they're going exactly to. Right. Uh, but what, what Julian Edelman did at, at the at the Patriots was he had to go outside sometimes. Edelman was more effective as an inside receiver. And so this will be Hunter Renfro. But what what Ed- what Edelman had was Gronk, right? What Waller Waller's there too. Waller can. Waller can make plays. What's the missing link between the Raiders offense and the Patriots? Well, the Patriots never had a, a receiver like Devontae Adams on the outside. So, so what you're uh, uh, other than Randy Moss. I mean, Fair. Randy Moss and Deion Branch was good too. But I'm saying in, in Brady's second Hall of Fame career, not his first, in his second Hall of Fame career, he didn't have anybody like Devontae Adams on the outside. But I think the takeaway from your discussion about Renfro is just the value out of those catches. Like there was no more valuable pass catcher last year as far as if you just break down what he did as far as first downs. And by the way, they're set at eight and a half coming off a 10 win campaign, that being the Raiders. I don't know if it was NFL Network or whoever posted it, but it was a cl- it was close to a 10 minute clip of Hunter Renfro running routes. And he's a maestro. He really is. It's almost like he has this innate sense as far as like shaking a defender and really cutting on a dime. He's a, he's a remarkable player. You know, and he only started nine games last year and he only played 67% of the snaps. Think about that. Getting a lot of started value. Nine out of games play the a tremendous value. And, and the way the receiver market's going crazy, he needed to get rewarded. Now I think the next guy they got to do is Waller, right? Waller's going to get a new deal too. Because Waller is sensational. And these tight end deals have been dragging behind. But Njoku's deal with the Browns was ridiculous, was way overpaid for what he's contributed compared to where he is with Waller. So I think that deal's going to come through. But I think the Raiders are being smart. I think, like I wrote about on Visa this week, I mean, we no longer live in an era of pro football, which when I started in the 80s, you signed a contract, you had to play it out, right? There was no, you know, nobody was redoing a deal or opening up the checkbook because you, you had a really good year. That, nobody's doing that anymore. Now you, you have to adjust that because when you're cutting players because of poor performance, you've got to reward players when the market dramatically changes like it did with the, with the uh, Christian Kirk contract. You've got to go back and change the market. You've got to be proactive or else you're going to have a locker room that's just completely poor. And I, and I think ultimately you got to give you got to give the the Rams credit. The Rams basically said we're not going to have anybody. We're going to reward who won the games for us, and they did. And I think that's what the Raiders are trying to do. They were a playoff team, so why not? 
Well, they re-upped with Max Crosby in this offseason. They Derek Carr this offseason. Now Hunter Renfro. They'll get the Waller deal done. It's very in line with what you're talking about with the Rams. And by the way, your favorite wide, the wide receiver's favorite wide receiver is Christian Kirk, and Njoku has just been added to that list as a tight end. These two have completely no reset the market. No doubt. They reset the market. And, I mean, look, Waller is, you know, this is he's entering in his, you know, he's got one more year of his contract. At, at basically, he's got two years left at essentially $13 million. I mean, he's vastly underpaid. So this is an easy contract for the Raiders to get done. Now, does Waller want to get it done now coming off a, in a, a season where he was injured and the numbers weren't what you expect from him? That well, I think qu- he's an easy. I think he's an easy contract to do. Why is that? Because when you sit there and say, "Okay, where is he in terms of position? How does he rank?" I mean, you can look at it. Is he as good as George Kettle? You could say that. Is he as good as Kelsey? You could say that. Is he as good as Dallas Godwin? You could say that. Yeah. I mean, Mark Andrews. You, you know, tell me when. Tell me when you tell me he's not a good he's player. He's right there. He's right there. He's right there. So it's an easy contract to do. You want Kittle's deal? I'll give you Kittle's deal. So Devontae Adams is here in Las Vegas, and this quote as to why he's not in Green Bay anymore, he said, and this is Devontae Adams, where I am in my career, it just wasn't really a point in my career that I was willing to sacrifice Aaron not being there after a year or two. And that comes off the heels of more reports coming out. Aaron Rodgers literally said, I think about retiring every single day. It's always something with your boy, Aaron Rodgers. It really is. It's amazing. It is always something. It's always something. He's, he's brilliant, you know, and, and he's brilliant. There's no contentment. He's remarkable. I mean, he's just truly he's brilliant. remarkable. He's some, and, and the way he's able to place the ball on these receivers is unbelievable. But, look, I, I think he's, you know, and, and look, let's be honest here. Brady has caused all of us to think players are going to play forever, and we know he's the anomaly. He's not the rule. So, you know, there's a point where Rodgers is going to say, look, I don't want to take these hits anymore. My body hurts. I'm done. I, I made enough money. I can move on with my life and go on with it. And I'm going to be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Give him a gold jacket right now. So I've won a title. He's, you know, if you're a Packer fan like like Big Daddy, like Vince, like Big Daddy Vince, I mean, yeah. you're cheated out of titles. I mean, you've only got two of two of the best quarterbacks ever. And Rodgers does have to take a hit his postseason, not necessarily matching his regular season performance, but he's he's remarkable. I mean, it's just this insatiable need and want to be in the news that is insane <laughs> like dude just yeah and for me i don't even pay attention to it to me it's just noise i don't even pay it if i were i just you know that's that's the deal we go on with it you know speaking of quarterbacks i don't know if when giselle caught tom at the sink in his boxer briefs i don't know <laughs> if that caused you to buy tom brady underwear but i know that no. it was a big hit with many people no I'm sure it is. I'm sure he could sell anything. I mean, it's remarkable. The man's going to take over. Watch out, Ralph Lauren. <laughs> it just so happened Giselle was standing there as he was walking to the sink in his boxer briefs, and he sold a lot of underwear. They have one of the few people that could, they could have switched places and sold as much the other think, way, too. I think think about that. I think I might have bought something. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 
6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, coming up tonight, Game Four. BetMGM has you covered. King of Sportsbooks. New customers can download the BetMGM app and place a ten-dollar money line wager on uh, any f- NBA Finals game, but including tonight. If anybody hits a three-pointer, if you see that code VSEN two hundred, if you use it and you're a new better, you're going to win two hundred bucks on a ten-dollar bet. It's that simple. Download the app or go to betmgm.com and use the code VSIN, V-S-I-N 200 to win $200 and free bets if either team hits a three-pointer in any NBA Finals game. You got to be 21 years or older. And if you do have a problem, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Okay, we got you back here. This is the only one where there's just one day rest in between as far as the NBA Finals, Michael. Question for you as we say hi to Wes Reynolds. Have you logged on to YouTube and watched any of the live golf, Michael Lombardi? I have not, but I did watch the Lions draft room. I got got a little bit of that. I haven't finished the whole thing, but I got some of that. I have not watched live golf. I haven't haven't had that opportunity I am thrilled. Wait for the top of the hour. I want to know your take on what you saw from the war room of the Lions. That's for, that's going to be just for me. I apologize, but I'm so thrilled to hear your take on that. We bring in our buddy, Wes Reynolds, of course, VEASAN host, who I know is betting live golf. So what's been your take early on? It's been an interesting presentation. Like the presentation visually, I, I got to be honest, Wes, I'm kind of getting into it. Yeah, I'm going to feel like a real hypocrite, guys, if Charles Schwartzel wins this thing and I cash a ticket after I've crapped all over it, obviously, (laughs) because who funds this league and and whatnot and kind of, you know, the fact that I don't think that it's a great thing long term for the game of golf. I don't think it's good to, like, split allegiances with players and the fact that, you know— this isn't really a golf tournament. It, you know, it's a, there's a lot of political ramifications, I think, behind it uh, that we've discussed in, in episodes past here. But, yeah, I, I, I'm not a big fan of having this. But, nevertheless, it is out there for to, us to bet on. Charles Schwartzel, the leader, six under. I'm with you, Patrick, in terms of the fact that I did kind of like that little – Formula One-esque leaderboard that they have. I guess you could do that when you only have 48 players in the field, but I did kind of like that, and they did seem to show more shots than some of the PGA Tour events do. So, look, I'm loyal to the PGA Tour because that's the one I was raised on. That's the one that I bet for the most part, but the presentation, at least on television, has not been that bad. We'll see the staying power of this league because we've discussed this before, Patrick. The goal of this thing is for not for these guys not to make money. I mean, that's not what it's about. It's not about growing the game or anything of that nature. Uh, we know the money behind it and what they're trying to accomplish with this league. Yep. Uh, Wes, let me ask you two questions. First, uh, you know, Fox – when they took the NFL over, they changed how the games was getting broadcasted, which was a good thing. It kind of was a, a, a divergent thought. Uh, do you think there's some things that will be adapted? That's A. That's my first question. And B, how is Phil Mickelson playing since I haven't watched? What's his swing yeah. look like? What's his touch look like? What's his game look like? 
he's he's been uh, or he was under par for the first round and then he's kind of fallen back a little bit. One of the things about this live golf, Michael, is it's got to get more organized. I guess what they had yesterday because they're doing 48 players, uh, groups of three and starting basically on every different hole. They're doing a shotgun start. They didn't have enough starters for this thing yesterday. It's like <laughs> you guys set this up to do a shotgun start and you don't have enough personnel. And the fact that I was searching for a leaderboard uh, for, for this whole darn thing. I felt like uh, the weekend from the Super Bowl halftime show when he was walking through that maze. I couldn't find a leaderboard anywhere on their website. It was on there this morning. Then all of a sudden it disappeared. So from a television standpoint, I do like the fact that they're showing more shots. Now it's easier to get around when you only have 48 players instead of 150 players in a normal PGA Tour field. But, the, you know, you could tell that this is the early portion of this league and this is the first tournament because you see a lot of logistical mistakes. But in terms of Phil... You know, he looked okay. It's been kind of frustrating today. He hadn't seemed to make very many putts. Phil looks like he just got off a 10-day bender at Circa Stadium Swim. I mean, I yes. know he's got a lot going on in his personal life, and I would not want to disparage anybody, but let's just say, Michael, Phil's got a lot going on. And um, I, I forgot to ask one thing. Yeah, go ahead. What is he, what is he, is he endorsing anything on his clothes, his bag? Is there any of that, Wes? Yeah, I, I, I haven't seen. I think he still has a, a work day, I believe. I thought I saw yeah. that on his shirt. But, yeah, Patrick's right. He, he's looked different. He's grown grown the mustache <laughs> out and whatnot. Uh, you know, he looks like he's been through some things of late. Yeah, that's a, that's a kind way of putting it. I Just to put a bow on the live conversation, I agree with what Wes said, Michael. The, the pacing of the broadcast is very interesting. I think for old school golf fans, it's probably going to take a little get little bit to get used to. Somebody compared it to that movie Uncut Gems for those that have seen it, where it was just the yeah. rapidity and the pacing. But it's cool because you see a lot of shots, and they've got that leaderboard kind of like F one in the left left side of the screen. I don't know. I think I think your question for Wes. I think the PGA will have to adapt some of, like you said. Fox was so ahead of the game as far as presentation and you saw other networks get in line and kind of adapt some of their technology, technological advances. So I would expect the same. The Boston Celtics have a two, one series lead West Reynolds. And this number open three and a half has been bet up to four. We got a two fourteen, two fourteen and a half total. What are you looking at here in game four? Yeah, I think the number on the spread is about right. It, it's got to be discouraging for the Warriors when you get 74 combined points from Steph and from Clay and also Andrew Wiggins, and you still lose by 16. So that's certainly discouraging. I do like the under here. I think when you look at the pace, this has not really been a fast-paced series. I think the series pace is 94.8, which would have ranked dead last of any team in the regular season. And, you know, Draymond's coming out and saying we're going to increase the defensive intensity. I believe it because, look, Draymond also, he comes off the worst game he played. And we never expect him to score a lot of points, but didn't shoot well. Uh, he's only scored 15 points and committed 15 fouls in the three games of this series. So I would expect he's going to bounce back, not because of scoring, but maybe on assists. I think you're going to see him be more of a facilitator. So I'm looking at that prop over five and a half assists, about minus 125 on the big. He's averaging over six assists a game for this season. And after a loss, he averages just under eight assists a game. So that's something you want to look at. But back to the under, this is just such a pivotal game, and it doesn't look like Steph is 100%. Now, he's going to play, but you got to expect maybe Golden State, their best way to stay in this series is to kind of play a little bit slower. I know we look at the Warriors and say offense, 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 shoot the three from all up and down the floor, but they can't keep up with Boston for scoring, and we saw that in game three. They just don't have enough consistent scoring from some of these bench guys, whether it's Poole or whether it's Porter, whether it's Gary Payton the second. They don't have that. And Boston, you know, they have Jalen Brown, who in the first quarter, I think uh, our producer Kelly Bidlin at VEASAN was calling him the best first quarter player ever because he's always great in the first quarter, then kind of slows down as the game goes along. But Tatum's putting up points, even though he's having to work for it. Brown put up points. Marcus Smart had 24 in a nice bounce back game. So I just don't think Golden State could keep up scoring with Boston at all. 
But if they go if slow, they... Wes, how how do they? I mean, Boston's the best half court defense in the NBA. How do they even score when they go slow? And if they go slow and Looney's on the court and so is Draymond, who scores? Other, you know, there's got two guys or well, three well, guys. Wiggins got... too. No, that's a good point, Michael. I mean, what they got to do? They obviously got to run a lot of pick and roll. And you're going to have to go. And I think they did that in game two. They went more pick and roll heavy and had some success with it because the key to that is not necessarily the the pick or the roll man. It's the guy on the baseline. And that's Andrew Wiggins, who I think they need to get more involved. And he's, you know, we talked about that prop 22 and a half. It's the same number. It went under in game two. It's gone over two of the three, the points and rebounds. But that's what you got to do when the Celtics are switching. You got to get Wiggins, who's out there in that corner, and he can't just stand in that corner. Now he'll have open threes, but he's got to have back cuts against this screen, against this pick and roll screen action. And I think that's going to open him up. So I think Wiggins does have to shoulder more of the load, and especially with Steph not 100%. But even if you book Steph for 30, you know, Wiggins has got to do a little bit more. Maybe Clay Thompson has turned the corner. He seemingly has played better on the road in the playoffs than he has at home. That was a nice surprise getting him going in game three, but still wasn't near enough. Yeah, and Steph is going to have to score 30 if you want to hit his prop to the over, set at 29 and a half. I'm going to ask you the question I asked Michael in just 30 seconds here. Do the Warriors, what you've seen through three, do the Warriors need the Celtics to play poorly to win the series? I think they do. I think they need them to throw in a clunker here and there because I just think that the Warriors, they don't have enough firepower, and we're not used to saying that about this team. Wes Reynolds, it's not just a host here across the board, but also long shots, uh, racing lines with Mikhail as far as the F1 podcast does a great job. Thank you, Wes. Appreciate you. Enjoy the game. You bet, guys. Thanks, Thank Wes. you. Okay, there he goes. Wes Reynolds won on Twitter. I, I love seeing Mikhail step out behind the curtain. I saw that pod. I listened to that. It was awesome. Mikhail, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know he had it in him. An English accent will take you a long way. We're coming back. <laughs> Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep.